0: does your website need more traffic? Well, visit
1: overflowcafe.com today. They make websites popular and over 41,000 people use their service to gain more customers. They are winning our business. What about you? Visit overflowcafe.com today. Hi, this is your girl T with
2: Rockefellers Barbershop located at 1733 Babcock in San Antonio, Texas. Whether you're looking for a haircut, a shave, braids, dreads, weaves, color, we do it all here at Rockefellers, you can hit me up at 210-884-9046. That's for a call or text. And on Facebook and Instagram at Takeisha Williams. That's T A K E S H I A Williams. And you're listening to us now on I Am Refocused
1: podcast on iHeartRadio. You are listening to I Am Refocused podcast special edition with your host Shemaya Reed. This podcast is designed to inspire you to live your purpose and regain your focus. Now let's tune in into today's podcast.
2: This is I Am Refocused Podcast, and today we have an awesome show, but before we get right into it, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First off, on top of the list, Rockefellers Barbershop, Rico Rodriguez. He is the owner, and man, if you need a haircut in San Antonio, or you come in San Antonio soon, make sure you stop by 1733 Babcock Road. And also, I want to give a shout out to Ms. Kim of River City Donuts, Baby Babe a. McClinton of All Sports Speed and Conditioning. You can visit his website at All Sports Fitness. D.W. Brooks Freedom Home, and last but not least, I want to give a shout out to OverflowCafe.com. If your website is in need for more traffic for your business, make sure you go check them out. Now to today's show. We have Steven Titch. Man, he is an awesome guy. He has an awesome testimony, and he's a professional gambler. How you doing, sir?
1: Pretty good. How are you?
2: Man, doing awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, okay. Uh, I'm here in Sugar Land in the Houston area. Uh, I've been living here for about uh, 12 years. Um, we're, uh, I'm part of, uh, you, you could call it a, a men's Bible study, a men's, uh, a men's uh, podcast where we, we talk about uh, Christianity and we talk about our faith journeys. Uh, you mentioned I'm a professional gambler. That uh, Bill plays that up a bit. I, <laughs> I was part of a I was part of a blackjack team at one time, uh, and uh, I do play a little poker. Um, I'm also professionally. I'm also a policy analyst. That's really what what I do mostly for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, do some do policy research primarily in technology area. Uh, got an I'm I'm an independent, but I've got a number of clients who I write for. Uh, and mostly that's research reports and some op-eds and blogs and such.
2: Awesome. So how, how you say you have a Bible study that that you do? How how did you come to faith? How did that play a role?
1: Um, I've um, I, I, I you might say I've been in um, the faith for a good twenty twenty five years. Um, I think I became a Christian when I was about 30. Uh, I was living in Chicago. It was my wife who who brought me to Christ. Um, we attended a Presbyterian church there for several years before moving here to Texas around 2004. At the end of 2004, um, and we've uh, we were part of a Presbyterian church earlier, and for the last uh, six years or so, we've been part of Sugarland Baptist. Uh, it's there I um, came into a men's ministry, uh, and we can talk a little about that. Uh, and basically, it's 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 Sunday school. Uh, it's part of our Sunday worship, uh, but it's a group of men. Um, we we have wives. Um, uh, some of us do. We're pretty we're a pretty eclectic group. We run. I guess on Sundays, our group runs from about. Uh, 79 is our oldest member, and about 19 is our youngest member. So we have a few, we have a, a few unmarrieds in there, uh, and a few older guys, a few retired guys, and and guys like me who are middle aged and have. Uh, and in my case, I have a teenage son, but some of us have have uh, kids. Some kids have gone to college. So it's so a it's an interesting group of guys who get together and we really uh, we study. We study Scripture, of course. In many cases, we do the same Bible study courses that the rest of the church is doing in their respective Sunday schools. But we bring a men's angle to it. Um, we kind of um, we see ourselves as leaders. In some cases, the the uh, you know people who who are families and friends and children and look up to, and of course those those carry a whole lot of responsibilities. Um, there's, uh, you know, we're all wounded healers, so to speak. Um, and it's a, it's, Bill calls it a a spiritual oasis for men. And in many cases, that's, that's really what it is. We, we, you know, do our jobs during the week. Uh, many of us are also involved in ministries. Uh, we're, we're not pastors. We're, 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 (laughs) we're regular guys, um, and uh but the 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 abf the sunday school is a chance to get together uh talk about our faith talk about our struggles um and about a year ago in fact we we did just our 52nd podcast this week um we began to expand that Sunday session onto Wednesday nights where we will podcast and we will kind of go deeper into the subject. We talk about that Sunday. Now we've done again. We've done some straight Bible studies, uh, Scripture studies. Uh, we're also doing. We're 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 close to the end of a study on um on six battles every man must win. Um, that is a based on a book by Bill Perkins, and again, as as it is, it is being led by one of our members. Uh, who really enjoyed the book, and he is leading the discussions on this. And um, it's again, it's it's about uh, really bringing a, a men's perspective. What's unique about it is that most Bible studies at most churches, and this is my experience, the Bible studies tend to be couples, married couples. Uh, there, there, there's, there's really hasn't been this kind of opportunity, and 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 I, I, it is our it is our mission to not only do the podcast but to also hopefully inspire other churches. Uh, in, in many cases, the men's ministry is the service ministry. Yeah, you know, we need something built. We'll, well, the men will do it, uh, and, and that's that's perfectly fine. I'm not knocking that. Um, but there is that there is, there's is often very little opportunity for that spiritual retreat part that I think men, especially these days need. And in, in, especially in a, in a, in a group of men.
2: And when it comes to, I mean, it's very smart to have the podcast because a lot of people who, who are really into their smartphones and you know, on the computer. There's a lot of people that can just stumble upon this podcast and say, Wow, like, man, uh a Bible study, but it's not just a Bible study, it's man up. Like Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about how you guys came up with the just the name of the show, Man Up.
1: Man Up. That 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 uh predates me slightly. Uh it's uh led by um uh, a fellow named Bill Cox. And he's a, he's a, he's kind of a, a natural, he, he is an actor. Uh, he is a filmmaker. He is a DJ. He's a, he's a kind of a natural performer. Uh, so he brings that talent uh, to the production. Uh, so he's really our host and he's um, he started, well, I'll, I'll want it back. He's uh, he, he really directs or leads the podcast Uh, He leads the ABF, the Bible study. He's been doing that for at least six or seven years. Again, it predates me a bit, but he he did not, not by not that much. Uh, And the group started out small. Uh, It started out maybe as three, four guys. uh, And then it grew and it, uh, I think it's up to about 10. I, I for the past couple of years, I have branched off, and I, I lead my own Sunday school um, during the same time, and so I stop in every now and then uh, for a class because it is that oasis. It is that it is very nice to return to, um, and so and as I said, getting back to that the class, um, we it's a chance for for uh, we we go about eight or ten a week on Sunday uh, to. And to to do a um, to do the, the church Bible study which is going to generally we pull them out of um, the Connect three hundred and sixty series uh, that Baptist Way Press puts out the Texas Baptist Way puts out uh, and it's generally a, a, a it rotates New Testament Old Testament and then maybe some a, a thematic study when we're not doing that we will choose uh, to go our own way as I said with the, with the six battles. Uh, every man must win. We did a kind of work life study, uh, about six months ago as well. And it's a really a chance to be for guys to be awesome for guys to basically talk without maybe, a, a, a spouse there, uh, to, to bring things that they might not say, um, in a group of couples Uh, it's kind of hard to put a finger in but i think i think if you've got male listeners you can understand that it's it's uh it's a chance where where you're not conscious of trying to either tone things down because your wife is there it's a chance to say like if if you're awesome you can be awesome you can say you're awesome uh you can say you're feeling bad um there's a there's a dynamic there i think you don't get from a from a regular couples group even if you're if you're fairly close to to the couples in the in the group
2: and you have an opportunity to, to have no filter and just mm-hmm. really say what's on your mind and not hold back mm-hmm. what what's some of the What's some of the outcomes with feedback from people who have attended to this or even listened to the show and with some, oh. some testimonies you have?
1: I know that I haven't heard anything back from the show, but I know that, um, our group has, uh, the man up group at, at church, mm-hmm. it's seated a few other Bible studies. I'm I'm one of the examples. I've I've moved on and I'm able to be a leader of another Bible study. Um, uh, we had another fellow, um, Earl Lloyd, who is leading uh, a a younger couple study now. A, a, a real an inspiration. Um, uh, we, I think Man Up misses him. I don't know who won that one. Um, <laughs> but he uh, he's a he, he's a great guy. So we've 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 actually. Um, Inspired some some leaders, and, and one of the ways we do that is is we don't have we we don't have one leader or one teacher every week. We rotate the responsibility around. So the the uh, and if if there are 13 lessons in a Bible study, uh, each of us by the end of this uh, study would have taken two or three two or three and d- done the work and, and led the discussion. And really it's, it's not so much a lecture thing as it is a, here are some points um, um, I drew out of it. Say say we, we might, we might study uh, a portion of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew uh, and the discussion might might begin with saying, "Well, here's some of the things I took away from it, reading up the lesson, doing some of the preparation, and we get a chance to talk about it. We get a chance to bring our own uh, experience and interpretations, and where where we think we where we think the scripture applies to us most at that point in our life, where where we get a uh, uh, where, where where it speaks to us, and so um, it it really does." At the end of the day, I think it I think it um, strengthens our, our daily life. We're able to walk out a bit refreshed, a bit to take some of those those lessons, those messages, the 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 word of the word of God into our lives. Uh, and and have it carry throughout the week. Um, it's it's it is. It really does live up to the spiritual oasis side of this. Like it is a refreshment, so to speak. A uh, because it's like it tends to be kind of dry and deserty out there in the culture. And it's a, it's a it's a good opportunity to 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 become refreshed.
2: And I like how you said how you know it gives us more opportunity to just replenish from outside world where it's is almost tough to be a Christian nowadays I mean I'm pretty sure it's always been tough to be a Christian but you know you're dealing with work you're dealing with traffic people cutting you off you're dealing with real life problems but this gives you an atmosphere where you can kind of just almost like the show just refocus and kind of find that strength that core what do you say to someone who might be new in the faith and maybe they were interested and maybe they just stumbled upon this episode What some of the things they ought to do to get involved in Bible studies in their local area.
1: Uh, I think they should uh, try attending a, a good Bible based church. Um, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't necessarily say any particular denomination, but somewhere where uh, certainly the Bible uh, itself forms a foundation both for for worship and for study and for um, uh, whatever I guess what I'm looking for counseling um, the uh, to to uh, take it beyond worship. The, the great thing about uh, I found in in. In, in my faith journey has been the study, has been the meditation, has been both both individually and group. So we come to worship. We have a good pastor. Uh, we, we sing. We we hear we hear a sermon. We we hear the word of God. But it's it's the 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 real church work I think happens at these small group levels uh because it's you're, you're when it, in, there's a time for worship and you you're in there with a large group and you, of course you see your friends you see your uh, you see the familiar faces but really that that faith building comes in small groups and, and that I think has been the most important thing for me in terms of really uh watering my faith um uh, it's it's and it's a chance to really Talk about ask questions. That's that's the other point. of think questions are welcome. Doubting is welcome. Um, what does this mean? You know, when 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 we, we the, the Bible is hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and and it's great to to talk to people to big because someone new can bring a new perspective. Um, uh, someone uh, someone with questions can can actually. Force, force someone even with experience can can see something a new way or or go back to scripture and and say hmm maybe maybe there's another way of looking at it this way um so I, I would say um don't be afraid uh, you know it's it's I I came in I I know I didn't know anything much about Bible when I first went to start going to a, a church and of course there were people who kind of you know they, they'd call out uh, you know Galatians 4, four or 5 and everyone would know what it is and you'd be going oh I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm still not there yet but uh, I know uh, I, I really have become a lot more familiar with with um, the Bible what it is and and what it is what it isn't um, and it's it's a great thing to talk about it and it's really important actually to to um, ask questions and test your faith and, and, um, even, even explore your doubts. That's, I I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think God wants us to be blind believers. He wants relationships with us and, uh, he wants us to know him better. And that's one way to not only, uh, build relationships with each other through a small group, but certainly build that, uh, relationship with, with Christ.
2: And you hit a core when you mention relationship, Mm -hmm. because you know it's a lot of times you know people on the outside who are not involved in faith and don't necessarily have a care for faith. Their typical uh answers or comments towards Christians is well, you know I met Christians and someone did me wrong, or a church I didn't like how they treated me, and they have these excuses, and they just really don't explore that uh mm-hmm. that that relationship part and i really like that tone expand on that a little bit why is it so important to start building a personal relationship and not just depending on a, a church building
1: um yeah because you're absolutely right because one thing is that you re- people have people have different opinions people are different that's that's one great thing about our group we don't all agree on everything um we we all are we all we all have made commitments to Christ. Um, we're all working out our salvation in different ways. Um, we all have you know we all bring our own backgrounds and our own experiences to the table. So there's no one right way to be a Christian. Uh, and, and really that's one thing you learn, um, one thing I've learned that there, there's lots of different, the experiences are different. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, I'm beginning to get this handle on brotherhood, which, you know, is a, is a word that gets bandied about, but the, the idea is that, um, I could look at someone who might have even come from a different country, um, a different experience, a different race, a different nationality, yet we begin in a common ground. We begin on this, we, 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 have, we have accepted Christ. And now we're trying in our own ways to work out what that is. And that gives us something to build on. Um, and, 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 if, and I view that as, as, as my faith, I view is as, as really the most important thing I've got. Um, it's hard to keep that as centered. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm saying if we put if if we put our differences aside, and really concentrate on you know are we are we just going to build our relationship with that common that common link of Christ being there for us that that smooths out some things. Now you know there. Somebody's personality still might be grading, somebody's, you know, I may not be able to spend more than 10, 15 minutes in the same room, but I've I've got a little bit more grace on that.
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Our men's group. Fortunately, we all get we all get along. I, I mean, that, I, that that doesn't count. There, we uh, again, we're a whole bunch of different personalities, but we really we really come together because we want to know Christ and we want to know God better than we do, and we want to know Him better every day. And so that's a, that's the common goal, and and that's really what we build our relationships on.
2: One, one of my favorite uh, scriptures is Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, God knows our plans that he has for us to give us a hope and a future. And when you touch on, you know, relationship and when you also touch on the show Man Up on the podcast, it all kind of ties together. Because when you make that effort, he makes the same effort mm-hmm. and so Now, when it comes to building one's faith and when it comes to getting involved in community in a local church and on your own, what's some of the tips also for the new believer who maybe doesn't know which story to read mm-hmm. first in the Bible? What's a good story?
1: I, I, um, I've been asked this and I've come to decide the, uh, the parable of. Uh, the prodigal son uh, because everything is in there <laughs> um, you, you really I, 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 for me the 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 essence of Christianity is God reaching out to to meet you and um, no matter where you go, and, and in, the, in, in, in the prodigal son, the, the the young son, of course, asks for his birthright and goes out and spends it, is poor. But when he comes back, he's coming up the road and the father runs out of the house. He doesn't even wait. The, 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 the son doesn't even have to get to the door. He's, he's, he, the, the father runs out of the son to, to meet him. And, and that alone it, it doesn't matter what the prodigal son did it doesn't matter uh, you know how wasteful he was they are celebrating because he has come home he has come back and um, and and even we have that character of the older brother going ah, what's going on he's you know he, the older brother everybody can everybody in church who's been there a long time can relate to that well what what I've been I've been the good guy for years um, but the father says, to the, says, we are rejoicing because he has come home. And that, God, God is waiting for us with his, you know, he's coming down the road. He's not, he's not standing in the doorway. He's coming down the road to meet you. Uh, and and that's, that's where I would begin. It's, there's no judgment there. You are, you, there is a celebration. You're, you're, you've come back. We're gonna have, you know, have a, we're gonna have the fatted land, we're gonna have the fatted calf. We're we're gonna we're gonna have a celebration, and and if you begin to that that I think is I think that's what it gets lost. We get too worried about the rules. We get too worried about you know what does God want? We get it for God's judgment. Sometimes we the church does a poor job in in reflecting that welcoming God and wants to do a, a judgmental God, but. There. That's why I like the, uh, the the prodigal son because the the you are the 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 prodigal son is welcomed back with joy and celebration and not admonishment.
2: I have another question for uh, Christians who have been in the faith for for a while and maybe just got comfortable. What are you what are your thoughts on maybe some Christians who. Oh who are ashamed to tell their story and share their experience with their faith?
1: It, um, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm only beginning to get a little comfortable with that myself. Um, it, it's uh it, I, where I, where I think it comes is a, is a, is a personal story. And, and, and I, this is what I've, I've learned from, from pastors and the spiritual leaders in, in my life. I think, I think you can't, you really can't come in and say, uh, uh Jesus died for your sins. Um, he, he resurrected, we believe in him, we will be saved. I think, uh, I think it really comes with a, is finding your story of, of personal salvation and and sometimes that's a little hard because certainly I wasn't I wasn't the type of person who had the the uh, a Damascus road experience I I slowly uh Came to, I guess, to my acceptance of the Lord, my my comfort level of of being where I am, and and I'm still working toward it. I'm 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 very much a I, I, I used I I really grew up in the Catholic faith, and uh, but I'm very much a a a, a and came out of the East Coast, a Northern white Protestant uh, most of my life. Um, And that's a And and so it's a little bit of establishment there. And it's a little bit difficult to break out of that comfort zone. Since I moved down to here to Texas, I've met people who are a lot more comfortable expressing their faith. Um, And and that's inspired me. It's it. But to to answer your question, I think it comes down to asking, uh, you know, coming up with a personal story, uh, a personal testimony where God acted in your life. Now uh, recently to me, uh, the, the, I had a, I had a horrible accident. Um, uh, I fell out of my attic, um, and, and fell two floors, right through the ceiling and, and it's a two story house. So I, I hit a railing on the second floor, but fell boom right onto the tile on the kitchen. Um, it is, it is a, an outright miracle that I'm, uh, I, that, that I'm not paralyzed or dead. Um, I landed, I only, I broke two, I broke a leg, I broke an, uh, an elbow. It was, was not, I was laid up for, that was about six months ago. I was laid up for a few months. I'm, I'm healing. I'm practically all healed now, but every time I think about it, I, I, I think I, and I'm a rational guy, but I, I think there was, there was a hand of God in there. I'm, I'm, I'm saved for something. I, our, our, our pastor, uh, likes to say you're, you're certainly saved from sin. Um, But the next question is, what have you been saved for? And that's the hard question. We can can rejoice being being a a redeemed people and and a redeemed individual, but what now? Um, What are you saved for? What has God saved you for? And I think we spend most, you know, rest of our lives working on that. And I know I've been saved for something, maybe it's doing podcasts, maybe uh, it will be something else as it it comes down the line. but there, that—that's a little bit of my testimony in that, and uh, uh, and I think that's kind of where it's and it's, it's it's that's where to look for for older older people or longer believers. You could be you could still be in your mid thirties and have have been a Christian a long time. Look for that. Look for that way that the look for where the Lord actually you think intervened in your life. Um, and I believe that happens. That's it's of course that's part of the faith. It doesn't actually sound it's, in, in, in today's rational society, in today's more secular society, or or intellectual society. Oh, yeah, you could you could you can do this. The, op, the you know, the odds is you, you can do air currents when I fell out. You can do the way I did, where I was standing. Yeah, you probably could construct a rational explanation. Um, I think I think the Lord acted, and I think that's. Um, that's the case in 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 many people's lives. So I, I'll finish with one thing. Um, M. Scott Peck, who wrote *The Road Less Traveled*, he also wrote a book called *People of the Lie*. And 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 he, I, I read this years ago. But one thing that's been in my head is that he said human beings are accident prone, and and certainly, uh, certainly there 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 bad things happen, and 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 sad things happen, and tragic things happen. But his question was. Uh, Everybody has a near-miss story, and it's amazing, not that, you know, it's sad that it happens, but amazing it, it doesn't happen as often as you think it, it should. And so if you look for that near-miss story uh, in your life, uh, and I've had, I mean, that was my biggest one, but I think I've had a few more throughout my life, that might be God. <laughs> don't, 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 uh, don't discount that possibility.
2: That's really good that's really good talk to uh maybe there's a listener right now who has been listening to this whole podcast and maybe they're on the fence you know they're thinking well maybe i should get a shot or "Mm, maybe i should just keep it safe um what are some words of wisdom that you give to that person just to encourage them to just start that process
1: um don't be afraid. Uh, you may you may find you you act don't don't you know try to put aside some preconceptions because uh, you know Christianity does not, yet yeah, religion in general doesn't get that great a rap in our in our society. Um, certainly, Christianity does not either. but um, if you're if you're being drawn to it, that's you know that might be the Lord working. Uh, you're, if you've been thinking about it again, uh, go to go to a church service. Uh, if you know someone at at work or a friend or a relative who 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 is close to Christ, uh, talk to them. You you, it's, uh, you know ask you know kind of ask them why are why do you believe that why why do you believe what you believe. And um don't you know don't be afraid to challenge I don't have to I don't have to worry about defending God. God can do fine defending himself, but I'd be happy to tell anyone why I believe what I believe. Um, so do not be afraid to ask. You're, you won't offend me if someone were to come to me and I think I just speak and ask me about why I'm a Christian, what I believe um even ask me some tough questions i wouldn't be offended so don't be afraid of offending anyone um, if certainly if you're if you're if you're in you're doing that out of out of sheer you know out of goodwill and bring your tough questions uh, you you if you even want to go to a to a staff member or a pastor at a church their doors are always open uh, uh, you pro- i know i i know that at, at our church you pretty much can walk in anytime and during you know when the church is open, and see a see a pastor or associate pastor, uh, or you could always call for an appointment. Um, so there there are some ways to to um, to f- explore.
2: And if you guys are just now tuning in, we are talking to Stephen Titch, sharing his awesome testimony and also about the Bible study that they do in Sugar Land, Texas. And sir, and before we close what's was some of the things that you just? I know you touched on a little bit, but what was something that you would love to just leave with our listeners?
1: Um, that that God's way is not our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that uh, the the gospel is far more countercultural. In f- far more radical than e- e- anyone thinks, it is. And I I always that always I always come away with that um that uh, I am I am always very careful to br- when I bring my assumptions in. I think uh, we have a a god of, uh, when, the, some and I'm and I'm a fairly middle class guy and and I have to remember that. What I think is important, God really doesn't think is important. Uh, what I measure my success by, God does not measure success by. Um, and it's, it's, also, it's also a religion of relationship, and it goes back to that. It's not, it's not really about um, you and a, a distant deity on a throne or a lounge chair um, it's, it's a God that wants to know you personally, um, who wants to, who wants to be with you and, and loves you. And it's, it's hard because it's a supernatural thing. I'm not going to deny that, but it really, that's, that's really what it is. It, I, I mean, I, it's, it's not about judgment. It's not about rules as much as it is about walking with, the Lord, uh, Micah 6.8, uh, uh, doing love, kindness, justice, and walking humbly with your God.
2: Say there's uh, a person out there who might felt or feel like maybe they, in their opinion, they feel like they might have been forgotten. What's something that you can say to, to that individual?
1: Is you chances are, if, if you were to open any of the gospels, especially Luke, you would find Jesus ministering to somebody who was completely disenfranchised in the culture of the time. Uh, it be you know someone who's a leper, someone who's poor, uh, someone who's uh, uh, prostitutes, uh, people who probably all thought they were beyond redemption. Uh, and, um, and you'll find the Lord, you'd find Jesus reaching out to those people, spending time with those people, forgiving those people. Uh, that's our, Jesus was a, was a God of the disenfranchised. Uh, he, he, wasn't, he didn't, he didn't come to, to reward the Pharisees. He didn't come to reward the righteous. He came to gather everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter where they were in in life, and so that's that's the most I think uh, the most inspiring message that uh, you know me I I'm probably you know low, if, if, when I look at Luke I'm low on the list the 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 guy the guy panhandling down at at you know on on on, on ninety a he's 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 on the he's on the list he's on the a list. Um, Jesus would come to see him before he'd knock on my door uh, I would hope Jesus would come to my door but um, uh, I think he, I think there's a there's a lot more disenfranchised people and 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 people who he would go to first which, which is a sad comment on me I would say but I, I would certainly uh, he would certainly be welcome here and I would certainly hope he would stop by. <laughs>
2: And and also, say say there's another person who maybe they didn't fit the one we talked about earlier. But say this person, maybe they just feel bitter and they feel angry and frustrated. And maybe they feel like, well, you know, I've been kind of mad at that guy. Are you sure that you really want to, you know, think about me and get me on the right track? What do you say to that person who just beat themselves up too much?
1: Um... That um, the Lord still loves them does not want uh, want something better for them than that. Uh, again, we see we see those we see we see those so those types of people appear in the Bible. Uh, uh, those who are desperate, those who are angry. Some some certainly reform. Um, uh, the, uh, a lot of, some of the guys um, I think offend. Uh, uh, David screws up often. Um, he wasn't actually the most bitter of, of people, but um, you get there's, I think, as you get to know God, you begin to let that go. Um, Paul advises us in many of his letters to just kind of let it go. Um, certainly don't return evil for evil. Um, but beyond that, don't hold grudges because not only does it just put you in a step in direction to reconciling a relationship with, with that particular person or that particular event, it, it frees your soul from it. And, um, we have, we have an, again, an example from Jesus himself. He, he did not hold things against people, um, uh, right up to the crucifixion. Um, and uh, so we, again, we have a forgiving God. We have a God who knows, I mean, we, have, we have a God who never asks you to do anything he wouldn't do himself. And, you know, he went to the cross. Uh, it, it's kind of like what you always look for in a leader. Uh, and And so there's, God knows you've been through it. Quite literally, (laughs) whatever, whatever, whatever suffering you've got, whatever, whatever anger you're carrying, um, God's been there with you and he will help you unload it. Um, He will help you leave it behind.
2: That's really, really good what you just said because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are searching for answers. They're just not going to the right source because there's a lot of claimed sources, but there's really only one source that actually can work. It's almost like plugging a charger in the outlet, but literally that outlet is out in the middle of the field. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's very important that people take this podcast and just kind of soak it all in because you never know your opportunity can come Mm -hmm. to have that chance to have that relationship before we close man just one more last thing to emphasize um your message and your testimony was that last statement last sentence you want to leave with our audience when it comes to faith and when it comes to relationship
1: with god um, be open. Uh, if, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're still searching, certainly be open, uh, to the Lord. Uh, don't be, uh, don't, don't be afraid to open a Bible to, to look, the Lord will lead you. If you're, if you're a believer now, stay active, don't be passive, uh, engage in your faith. Look, you know, keep asking what, What am I saved for?
2: I really like that. And before we even close this broadcast, it's it's amazing how this whole episode ties in what we've been saying for a long time since the beginning of this podcast. And that is keep God first, stay focused, and peace. Mm -hmm.